This is an ABC podcast. Resorts, homes and the newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be prepared for the future. I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Save what for dream. You must ready. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. Eventually, I know it's going to hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Hi, I'm Fred Hooper, and this is Pacific Prepared. It's a show about natural disasters, climate change, and traditional knowledge, and how those things are all connected. And you'll hear that through stories from right across the Pacific. Each week, we work with local reporters. They're on the ground, letting us know what's happening in this space and what people want to hear about. On today's show, we'll head to New Caledonia, where everything fishing was talked about recently. Lots of different people were there talking about ways to sustain and improve the fishing industry and taking advice and guidance from locals in the process. And the traditional Samoan canoe that not only still cuts through the ocean, but it's also being used to help teach about the environment and climate change. It is to uh, share the knowledge that they can. They can contribute to to um, protection of um, or mitigating climate change, really, climate warming, uh, that they have a power, they have the, it's in them, they can uh, help. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared. I'm just holding on for dear life here. For women, it's always safety first. They are the first responder. You're listening to Pacific Prepared. Let's go across to New Caledonia now. And Josana Nunga has this story. In the heart of the Pacific, the bustling halls of the Pacific Community House, or SPC, echoed with vibrant voices of coastal fisheries and aquaculture experts. Representatives from the 20 Pacific Island countries and territories gathered, creating a rich tapestry of diverse experiences and perspectives. The symbol was powerful for the Pacific community, House itself resembled a reverse traditional canoe from the Pacific. In this shared space, it was as if everyone was on the same canoe, navigating the currents of challenges and opportunities together. A profound moment unfolded as the Vanuatu ladies, Rose Gary and Leisavi Kenneth, carrying with them the weight of tradition and culture, laid down the traditional mat on the conference floor. In this simple yet powerful gesture, they shared stories that transcended words, stories woven into the fabric of their identity, shaped by the ebb and flow of Pacific waters. This session was part of the broader community-based fisheries dialogue, or CBFD, a two-day meeting held independently within the Regional Technical Meeting on Coastal Fisheries and Aquaculture in the Pacific. 
The CBFD serves as a crucial regional platform for civil society organizations, CSOs, and other non-state actors to provide advice on key needs and issues related to coastal fisheries resources across the Pacific. The dialogue facilitates the exchange of experiences and lessons from community-based initiatives, contributing to a more inclusive and informed approach to coastal fisheries management. It underscores the commitment to gender equity and social inclusion or JESI in the Pacific, ensuring that the voices of women and marginalized groups are central to the dialogue on the sustainable future of Pacific fisheries. Let's hear stories from these resilient Vanuatu ladies, Rose and Leisawi, who shared about the work they do in their respective community in trying to preserve the environment and the marine ecosystem. Good morning. My name is Rose. I'm originally from Vanuatu. And on the map of Vanuatu, there were 83 islands altogether. But if you can see all the names written on the island, I'm from Ambai Island. And I'm married to Evate, which is on an offshore island called Lelepa Island. I'm actually a mother of four. I'm 43 years old. And um, I'm just a mother to my kids. And I'm just, my work in the community where I live, I'm a president of the women's in, um, in the church where they call Presbyterian Church. So my actual role in the community, um, where I come from, I actually a president, and in my sub network, I'm a vice secretary of Avana Tasi Vanua. I'm currently doing the work for the Women's Now, where I actually do some tourism, um, sailing handicrafts that we actually do it in the community. That's where the income's from. Income comes from, and um, yeah, it was. It was kind of hard, though we can't speak our voice out locally, but what we are doing in the community, I really love doing it. And so where I am today, it's through the sub-network that I used to work for as a fire secretary. And I love doing whatever because it's the same as looking after the um, environment and the marine lives. They're the same as you looking after the kids and keeping it to yourself. Right. So, uh... And... Um, uh, my role as a vice secretary, I used to follow wherever they, um, wherever they submitting. I have to take notes and to make sure that the whole community knows what we're doing. And it's not for the benefit for myself, but, but for the benefit of the whole community where I live in. So it's kind of hard, the lack of information, it's hard to get through us. But through social media and all this stuff, we're probably getting updates and all this to help the community people know what's going on around us in the community. The support that gives us from PUM to us, it really impacts the people in the community and we want to make it shine out so that the PUM will know that whatever they're contributing is, it's not it's not for nothing and it's bringing lots of impact to the people and they're benefiting on it and we're expecting more from other NGOs to, as well to come and help us and um, just to protect our marine resources and the environment as well. The most thing that really I wanted to be and that impacted me a lot and um, for me to bring up um, a local life from the community because it's really hard for us to raise our voice regionally 
And this was a big privilege for me to come out and share the life of a community so that people will know how we live. And I think we're, that's where we're going to expose ourselves by giving out our lives and how we live, the community lives are. And uh, probably we'll need more, more support from um, originally from some NGOs outside Pacific so that they would come and know what we're doing. So, because uh, some of the funds are coming in, they don't know what the people are doing inside the community. So what we bring out yesterday was really touching, I believe. And um, that is how we go along. And even though we face challenges, but we have to find solution to it as well. Lastly, into the four days of this meeting, uh, what has been some of the highlights so far? What have you learned? I think the highlights so far for the four days meeting, it really touches me and listening with interesting. It's one of the biggest things that I need. Like you have to put some people somewhere to help others, not just to help themselves, but to help others in the community where they can look to the people in the community and just not for themselves to look up but to help others from the community, to look down, to take the people from the community up higher to the regional Pacific. My name is Lisa Vichon. I am from uh, Vanuatu, on the province of Efate, and I live on an offshore island uh, just outside Efate called Mosul. I am a, I, I am a chelati of the Havana Environment and Climate Action Network in my um, area, which is northwest of Evate, that consists of eight communities around there. And also, I am the environment chair lady in our community. And I am also working for PIM Project at the One Small Back Theatre. Uh, I think the, the setup is uh, where we should start. Um, we are com uh, to, to approach community levels, we have to go down to where they are because uh, it, from there they can accept what we will be, uh, how we will, we will be working with them. So that's why we have to sit on a map because uh, in our communities we don't use chairs to discuss uh, our agendas. We sit on the map to discuss our agendas. I learned how, um, uh, especially in the community, sometimes we say, oh, we want this, we want that, we want fundings, we want all this. Uh, but actually, it's a long process. So it gives me that strength that I must not rely only on other fundings, but I must, I must try my best to use whatever resources I have in my community. Because if you want funding, it takes time, but things are getting out of hand. We need to act very fast, especially climate change, and our resources in the sea, the, uh, inland, there's a lot of pressure in it because of the population growth and all this. Yeah. And that was Rose Gary and Lisa V. Kenneth, the two resilient Vanuatu ladies who shared their experiences 
on the effort to try and preserve the environment and the marine ecosystem. I'm Josiah Nanunga, reporting from Newmere, New Caledonia. Thanks to Pacific Prepared reporter and freelance journalist Josiah Nanunga for that story from New Caledonia. We need to be prepared for the future. Helping you stay safe. We have built a seawall two times, but it did no good. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. We're walking down a boat ramp in Samoa. It's slippery and I'm feeling a little bit uneasy on my feet. And the water comes up over my waist. And then I sort of scramble up onto a small sailing boat, otherwise known as a laser. Hi, Clara. Yay. Coming in hot. And turning. Yep. <laughs> We're very elegant, Fred. <laughs> I'm with my colleague, Vi, who actually knows how to sail. And we sail out toward a much larger boat, just offshore. I'm no boat expert, as you can hear. I climb up the ladder, onto the boat, and the captain's there waiting. Uh, my name is uh, Kalolo. Stephanie, or? Up ahead we have our, the main sail. Okay. Just uh, help us uh, pull us forward, push yeah. us forward. Okay. And, and uh, steer the forward part of the boat. Yeah, sure. The we'll get back to the tour soon. The boat we're on sort of looks like a yacht. Well, it did to me anyway. But if you know boats, you'll probably know that this is actually a traditional Samoan canoe. It's light in colour. It's got two hulls that reach down into the water and two masts with a heap of ropes coming down and attaching to the side of the canoe. The Samoa Voyaging Society use this canoe for more than just sailing across the ocean. It's also a way to teach young people about climate change and the environment. Uh, I'm Livia Black, president for Ainga Fulau or Samoa Voyaging Society in Samoa. Olivia, where are we actually sitting at the moment? Okay. So right now we're on the Ngawalofa, which is the canoe, traditional uh, fa- design canoe for the uh, Samoa Voyaging Society. It was gifted to Samoa by the Okeanos Foundation, Mr. Um, Dieter Paulman. Uh, back in 2012, and it has enabled Samoa Voyaging Society to undertake a fantastic Guardians program, which is to share voyaging knowledge with um, students, with youth, out in the schools around Samoa. It's called the Guardians program, and it's it's about sharing uh, voyaging knowledge to ensure that voyaging knowledge is uh, kept uh, alive and also to ensure that we um, share um, the importance of uh, our youth, our students being involved in protection of the environment, climate change. They have so much that they can offer to um, help, uh, you know, keep our environment, the oceans, pure, clean, protected. Uh, Olivia, the boat that we're actually on at the moment, when you say canoe, um, some people who, who don't, I guess, don't know sailing or don't know boating might think of a much smaller 
boat. I mean, to me, this looks, I would describe this if I saw it as a yacht. Uh, so how, how do you dis- distinguish the fact that it's a canoe and not a yacht? Ah, all right. It's, uh, we, we say it's a canoe because we use the traditional foil. In the old days, our ancestors traveled on double-hulled, uh, catamarans, as you, if you wish, uh, which were two hulls, uh, lashed together. And, uh, that was how they, they traveled through the Pacific. Um, and there is, it's a manual, uh, foyer rudder that we use. So from the moment you leave one port, there is always a man on the rudder on the foyer until you get to the next port. 24 hours, seven days a week, there's always got to be someone on the foyer. Um, it, we don't have, um, any, uh, modern technology that we can put it on autopilot and sail it. But you're right. It is, it is a 22 meter, um, traditional yacht or yeah. canoe. We are teaching, uh, traditional navigation, celestial navigation to the, uh, to our crew, to the young people. Uh, we encourage them to use, um, traditional knowledge so that it's not uh, lost and again it's just using a traditional rudder uh, to to sail it to steer it the tour of the canoe continues with the captain i think he's kind of enjoying showing someone like me who doesn't really know much about boats around this canoe we'll start we're standing on the back of the boat at the moment right well, this is the so this is where the Usually where we're standing now, this is where, if you can see it below, we have that um, the carvings, which is uh, representing the, the compass. Yeah. And um, and also it's the carvings, uh, all the, 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 the tattoo designs, the uh, tapa designs, but also it has an added value that you won't be able to slip when you are oh. steering the okay. boat. Uh, yeah. But it has uh, both the... Artistic design to it, and also yeah, as a kind of practical, practical when you are steering, and you can say, oh, just uh, move uh, this much to yeah. windward, or this much to yeah, lee, lee I mean, oh. it's quite a big carving. It's probably I don't know, maybe four or five meters yeah. wide, really. Yeah, but it, it mean, it's supposed to go all the way around. Oh, but uh-huh. this is only just just only a quarter, just a, a portion of the circle. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And then we have the four. We have here the. Foy already, uh, I already took it out and yep. uh, I'm gonna uh, send it and uh, put some new varnish. Which is also might be known as the rudder, right? Yeah, for the, the boat? Yeah, yeah. this yep. is the rudder, this is the way we do uh, the steering. Yeah, do the steering of the boat. Yep. Uh, okay. the yeah. Back to Olivia, who's sitting on the deck of the canoe. She's still wearing her bright red life vest. Are you able to also? I guess weaving other messages around, um, you know, climate change and traditional knowledge when you're doing your teachings using the the canoe. Yes. So what we do emphasise is the importance of our young people that they have the the abilities, the power to protect, to keep the environment um, uh, clean. Uh, protected um, and conserved to ensure that cons- it's sustainable. Yeah. That uh, so in the teachings of uh, guardians, it is to uh, share the knowledge that they can. They can contribute to to um, 
protection of um, or mitigating climate change, really climate warming, uh, that they have a power. They have the. It's in them. They can uh, help. Yeah, they can contribute. They can contribute. Yes. And when you see young people, um, and I assume you bring them onto the boat as well from time to time, what what sort of things do you see, or what sort of changes do you see in young people when you do, when they see the boat and they're on here and they're touching and they're feeling everything? What what sort of changes do you see? Ah, uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, I think the their highlight when we've done the Guardians program is being on the boat. It is like they okay. The way I would put it is they come alive. They realise that they that they can they can they can do they can do these um we've seen in savai when we did the guardians back in june uh a lot of the young people have never been on a on a canoe or boat as this and they they really felt the 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 power that they are they can enable Enable uh, and contribute, um, and they are um, their heritage is voyaging. They descend from; they are descendants of voyagers. I think that's one of the messages for me. I I, I tried to put out to some of the young people we spoke to, uh, is that they are descendants of the voyagers. A lot of Samoans now are, are very are scared of the water, and. We've uh, tried to remind them that this is their heritage. They are descendants of people of the Moana, of people of the ocean, and we hope they can re- reacquaint and know that they can they can uh, voyage and use voyaging knowledge to use um, what what we can share to to help them um, maintain um, uh, a care of the environment ocean you know care of the oceans and and also the livelihoods a lot of our people who live in the coastal communities do rely on 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 um livelihoods from the oceans um thank you up here we have our the main sail okay just uh, help us uh, pull us forward push yeah. us forward okay and and uh steer the forward part of the boat yeah the boat. Mm. And you can obviously go below deck as well here. Of course, yeah, yeah. you can go below deck. We have uh, this uh, I can sleep uh, uh, 17 people. 17? Yeah, so wow. so eight on both sides. Yeah. And what about, what is it in here? What happens in here? Uh, yeah, we have all the, with the control room here. We have all our charts. And this is where I sleep sometimes. Yeah. That's why we have the 17th bed over here. Yep. And then uh, the, oh, you can see all my charts here. Yeah. And this is the metric drawer. Oops. All your <laughs> MacGyver stuff in here. <laughs> <laughs> like tape and what? What else is in there? Yeah, I was looking for something to use the for the same paper. This is for my shirt. Ah, uh, yeah. And I keep it in here. And now, uh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, great. <laughs> and there's a cooking area here. Yep. And all my just keep all my little tools around. Right. How do you decide who becomes the chef? Oh, uh the person who doesn't kill the kid making <laughs> yeah i think we, we just uh it's it, uh in a salmon culture so every every person is cooking at yeah, home okay. so right so it's whoever yeah, yeah. Okay. but usually like, i cook better yeah okay oh, yeah, all right well yeah. oh, you're brave saying that okay <laughs> <laughs> okay do we need to go downstairs or 
Oh, if you want, uh, well, yeah. it's, it's a bit uh, crowded down below. Is it? It's okay. Just give it. That's a bit crowded. Okay, so he's lifting up the. Um, we have a lot of. Uh, I have uh, stored a lot of the the, the 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 equipment down below. Yeah. Okay. Even the mast. See the mast. Oh yeah, I can see. I can see it there. Yeah, I, I slid it down so 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 it was in the rain a lot, and then yep. I have to uh, put it somewhere sheltered. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll my kid. Question from someone who knows nothing. But what is this? Net at the back of the boat for here. It sort of hangs over the. You can hang over the water on it. Uh, we can um, do work on the head sail here, but okay. it also it protects you if we don't fall fall okay, um, right. in between this. It's like a safety net. Safety net, yeah, yeah, safety yeah, okay. net. But also you can also walk on to and work on that part there. Okay, right. Mm. Okay. So do you ever just sleep on there sometimes? Because it looks quite comfy, actually. I got to say. Of course, it's a place you can. Uh, uh, in, in that time, you can have a sleep here. <laughs> How do you feel when you're showing students the boat and you're talking about the boat? How do you feel then? Oh, I feel, uh, feel good, excited. Uh, the, the kids also uh, feel uh, excited, Mr. the young ones, uh, uh, the, the ones who are first time to see it, yeah. eh? and they want to know how things work. Yeah. And then uh, you have to, oh, don't touch that or you might might get hurt or, or something like yeah. this but they're also very curious i let them explore yeah. but just keep an eye on the young children especially the young ones yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. cool. um, like for example i can show them the, the where the life rafts are you know, and yeah. things like the binoculars yeah. things like the you know uh, bikes to get shot these things yeah. Yeah, okay. safety net safety net yeah and yeah. then also they like jumping on the safety <laughs> net <laughs> yeah what do you take away from it too? I mean, you've obviously had a quite a long time sailing yourself and an association with the water. What do you take out of it when you see young people who, you know, that light bulb moment when they get on the boat or they see the boat or they understand um, how it can help them? I, I, I would like them to, to know that they can, they have a huge impact on, on uh, being... Uh, in command of the oceans and how the health of the oceans. I would like a lot more of our youths to be acquainted with voyaging, voyaging knowledge and what what it's about. It's about um, caring about the environment and conserving and ensure there is sustainability in the, in the livelihoods that um, we 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 get from the ocean. We receive. We're gifted with. Um, for 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 us with summer voyaging, I hope that we can continue to uh, inspire young people to 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 know that um, they can. Uh, they are part of the solution. They are part of the solution. In What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific Prepared. This show was made on the lands of the peoples of Sony Creek Nation in Lutrawita, Tasmania. Pacific Prepared is supported with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the Australian Government.
It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific, including Radio New Zealand Pacific, National Broadcasting Corporation of Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Fijian Broadcasting Corporation, Samoa National Radio 2AP, Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation, and Tonga Broadcasting Commission. Part of the aim of this program is to start conversations about natural disasters, climate change, and how traditional knowledge links them all together. My name's Fred Hooper. Please share any information you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared. <laughs>